It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oppo. Featuring Supervook. Lightning Quick Smartphone Charging Tech. This is Phoenix Nation on SENZ. Yeah, welcome into Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo here on SENZ. Coming up on the show today, uh, we are going to be joined by Callum, uh, Callum Holmes, the Wellington Phoenix women's assistant coach. Uh, get his take on why they're conceding late goals. Uh, they've been at one all with about 20 minutes to go twice this season and lost both games 4-1. So what is it that they're doing in that last 20 minutes and how are they going to fix it? Gareth Turnbull, uh, you'll know that name. has been a part of the Football Ferns setup for a long time, ran the Football Ferns development development program for a while as well. He is now the number two at the Melbourne Victory a women's team. He is going to join us because the Victory and the Phoenix play each other this weekend. And we also have that Phoenix Oppo Fan Challenge as well to uh, win a set of those uh, Phoenix W11 earphones as well or earbuds as well and uh, that could be yours actually because I don't have anybody lined up so if you want to do that if you want to be part of that at around 10 to 4 uh, flick us a text now double eight double three with your name and number and uh, you could be uh, our lucky punter that gets to uh, take on from the penalty spot five questions on the Phoenix get three right and those $70 earphones from Oppo are all yours SENZ you're on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo and joining us uh, to kick things off today is Chris Greenacre. He is uh, the coach of the Wellington Phoenix Reserve team and uh, part-time goalkeeping coach as well. Greeny, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, mate. Uh, uh, how's the season been for you? Because uh, it's a long season, right? You play the Central League with the Rizzies, then you step up into the National League and you play those games as well. How, how do you think that's working for you? Yeah, it's been it's been a really strong season for us. Uh, we finished third in the Central League, um, and we get quite a, a good, solid performance, I think, throughout. Um, and then we that geared us up then, obviously, for the National League. So um, the National League was, you know, a bit of a setup for a step up. Sorry for 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 our players who haven't played at that level again, and it's just part of their development of, of playing at the highest level possible. So, um, and I think I think throughout the season, I think we've we've grown um, as a group of players. Um, I think the the players have learned hell of a lot, and um, and obviously a bit part. Some of them have been been joining in with some of the first team sessions as well. So um, that process has been 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 really successful for us, I think. So um, still loads and loads to learn on moving forward, and you know we've highlighted areas that where we want to improve going forward. But the main thing is that we we, we sort of stay focused on on what we're trying to control and what we're trying to develop here, and and that's you know future. Phoenix players and, and future, um, you know, all right. Yeah, well, that's that. I mean, that's what it's all about. And it feels to me, from a results point of view at least, that this has possibly been the most successful season that the Phoenix Reserves have had. Yeah, and um, apparently, so I'm not really too sure about that. Again, we've been so focused on what we've been doing, and uh, it's so cliche, you guys, you hate, but we've we've basically taken one week week at a time. So, um, again, um, you know, working hard similar to how the first team work in terms of our preparation, uh, you know, how we're looking at opposition, where we can try and exploit the opposition, 
you know, where, where they might be able to hurt us and, and trying to give the players, um, you know, solutions on how to, to, to win a game of football or breaking our position down. And, um, you know, they've, they've, the players have certainly bought into that, which is, which is crucial for us. So, um, you know, we've, we've demanded a lot from them and, um, you know, they've, they've sort of grown with those demands, I, I feel. And um, I think there's plenty more to come from them. So, again, we're not, I'm not overly concerned about results. It's always great to see a plan come together and you, you pick up three points and as a coach, you get a lot of satisfaction from that. Um, but on the same token, when, when things don't go quite as well, it's important that we find um, find those ways to, to show the guys where they probably didn't quite do what they were supposed to do or where they can learn. And then it's about us improving that for the future. And um, you know we do that with video feedback and... Um, our reviews each week after each opposition. Um, you know, we, we try and show the players where we could improve either individually or collectively, and um, and then go from there. And that's sort of how the process has, has gone on for the whole season. In terms of the, uh, I guess the the focus for you, what is more important, getting the result or getting the stuff that you've worked on on the training pitch during the week executed on the field, regardless of the result. Exactly that. The, the, the second point um, for us, it's, it's great to see where you've you've sort of worked out how to play against an opposition and, um, and and watching the players execute that. And you you'd like to think I've sort of been in the game long enough to think that if we we can get those sort of fundamentals right, um, you know, we we will we'll most likely or I can never say possibly, but we'll most likely get the outcome that we want. But it's more about the, the process there. But also, I think what does also get forgotten is that there is a to, to professional sport. There's the winning that you you need to learn how to win. And again, yeah, you know, it's about us producing players, but you know, players need to learn how to win. And there's a way of doing that within games. We're watching the World Cup now. You know, you need to learn how to win games. You need to manipulate the opposition. You need to sort of, a, I suppose, a dark art. There's an element there that's part and parcel of, of football, and it's. And we, I don't feel we've been that great at that at times, but again, that's just one of the small elements in the wheel that we're trying to improve the players on that will hopefully stand them in good stead if they, they do step up to the first team. Well, I guess, you know, when you talk dark arts, uh, no better player to have uh, come into the side, even if it is just for half an hour, than Alex Roofer. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about that, but again, it's, um, you know, Alex was obviously has grown up here and stuff and obviously, you know, he's, he's um, well established in our first team environment. So to have Alex, you know, Jan Sass uh, around the group, uh, Sam Sutton obviously at the weekend as well, to have those guys around the group, um, it's fantastic for our players and, and full credit to those players stepping down. They they grasp the game um, as they would the first team game. So that's really important that, that, that when the first team players do step down, there isn't a massive difference between the environment that they're in and uh, with the first team and then stepping into our environment and their attitudes um, towards my players on how we did do things in the, the reserve team was, was absolutely first class and you know full credit to those guys but that shows you the nature of the players that we've got at this football club the senior players we've got we've got good people good professionals and, and ones that are real role models to, to all the kids out there and you know you identified Alex Rufa there um, you know his performance at the weekend shows you the difference between the gulf between my reserve players and, and and the national league and where it's at. And it's only till you see the players up close and personal that you do realise that the gulf between sort of both environments. And and it's a great learning tool for our players to see where they 
have to go to get to that top level. So, um, you know, again, it was incredible to have those guys involved and a, a real serious part of their um, Alex's process of, um, of getting back from his injury. And, you know, he needs the game time. And, um, and obviously, um, that's a good step for him. And then um, hopefully... Um, he can he can be appearing in the first team in not too distant future. Yeah, well, I mean, get that half hour on his legs, and maybe uh, a little bit with you guys in this um, mid, you know, sort of uh, break uh, when the Rizzies play the first team next week as well. Uh, we can see him in the mix for the first team because I think he's definitely been missed that six that just sits in front of the defence and and does the dirty work. Um, Chris, we should talk too about uh, your your new qualification. You're a pro license holder now. I mean, that is the ultimate qualification for any football coach. It means you can you can coach A League clubs, for example. Uh, is that something you want to do? Do you want to be a head coach? Um, again, I've said to people this. This has come up quite a few times, and and I'm not I'm not a coach that's in in a great rush to get to that sort of level. If it appears and there's an opportunity, and I look at it and it's something that you know that appeals to me, um, then great. If it doesn't. It also doesn't. So, um, you know, the you know it's a quite a cruel industry, um, the professional sport route. And um, you know, often the players and people that are like, you know, I want that job and I want to be here and I don't really care who I step over and all that kind of stuff. And that's just not me as a person. Um, I'm very ambitious, um, and I'm seeing more than that. Obviously, with the group of players that I've got, that I want to want to want them to be successful. So the ambition's definitely there. But in terms of that, um, you know. I'm in no rush to to get where I need to go. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed the pro license process. It's been a, quite a long process, a bit longer winded than I wanted. Um, but the the role that I've got now um, is tied in quite nicely. So one or two of the things that I learned about myself, um, you know, because it goes into some real deep thinking and um, you know why you do things that you do. Um, and so there's a lot of deep deep. Um, mental things in there and this this opportunity with this return reserve teams allowed me to put some of those um, things I've learned about myself into into a process and, and actually deal with it on a daily basis so the, the two have tied together very very um, timely I suppose and, um, and it's been great to put some of that stuff into into proper practice with with you know with, with proper athletes um, so again a lot of process but delighted to to get that over the line um, the support that I've had from the club the first team coaching staff, the academy coaching staff um, has been has been fantastic. So I want to thank those as well. There's a number, num, a number of other people that who've, who've been part of the process and stuff, and they know who they are. And I want to thank those guys as well. So I'm delighted to have it, and it's now time to get to some work and, and put these things into practice. Yeah, well, um, how much does it teach you about goalkeeping coaching? Because you've, 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 yeah. uh, you know, it's been a bit of a, a running gag, but you've had to step into those shoes um, with Goldie yeah. going back to the UK. How have you found that? That was great. It, it was great to be out there, and um, and I'm, I'm, I sort of said to people that I'm claiming claiming Ollie Sales' assist as well because um, you know the long punt out of his, his feet that, that created the the assist for for the goal um, against Macarthur uh, was part of my my doing. So I'm, I'm taking that one, but no, it wasn't really. It was really really enjoyable, and um, again, it's again you're working with really top top people, and again top staff and and, and top players, and um, and it was great just to be out there with, with Ollie and, um, and AP as well. So, um, but no, um, great to still be part of it, but I probably ticked off every job at the club now, I think. So, um, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, mate. It feels like, yeah, feels like you have for sure, mate. Uh, what is the uh, off-season, I guess, for the Rizzi's off-season at least, look like for you? Uh, are you going to be in and around the first team helping out still or do you get a bit of time off now? 
and I'll have a little break, but then I'll look to sort of get back in. But um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a really long season. Um, you know, my players have been been going all the way through. I think we've been going for like forty five weeks now, so it's been been a long season. Um, and and the players, you know, need need a break physically and mentally. Um, obviously, people forget that. I think there was twelve of my squad went to Tahiti as well for the World Cup qualifiers. So those guys literally we played our game. I think on the Saturday and then on the Monday they were in camp. And the other players that remained here, um, we gave them literally three days off. So back to back in all that time, the boys have had sort of three days off. So um, it's been been you know for one or two of them who've sort of just got in the team, they'll be wishing the season hadn't ended. And then one or two will maybe need a bit more game time, maybe need some time time away mentally just to to refresh and and then we'll come back um, ready and fresh for pre season and um, and then we'll start to prepare for the. For, for the Central League, which is, is, is something that we're really excited for. So um, that's kind of the process in the next couple of months for, for the players. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, mate. Hey, listen, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, the World Cup and about England as well and the way Gareth Southgate coaches that team. Um, and I think it was summed up in two tweets that I saw back-to-back on my Twitter feed. One from Miles Davis, who you'll know well after the Wales game. Yeah. Uh, More pedestrian bollocks from Southgate's England. Go away, Gareth. And uh, directly under know that underneath that, uh, Adam Summerton, who's a BT Sport commentator up in the UK that I know, who tweeted, "Well done, Gareth Southgate. Managed his squad superbly there and topped the group. It's almost like he knows what he's doing." Um, <laughs> you, you couldn't get two more opposite takes. Uh, where do you sit on 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 where England are at the moment in the World Cup? Um, again, it's ultimately the, the top, which is which is would have been the the main outcome. Um, and again. When you're sort of on this side of the fence, there's a multitude of reasons why you know Gareth Southgate's done what he's done. Um, the bit I'm sort of unsure about is the sort of um, couple of players who haven't been that great in their, their Premier League season, but have come into reckoning into the World Cup squad. So I think that that's that's a question that I would have because um, for me, you know, Phil Foden's been been exceptional for Man City, and then as, as has not been involved obviously in the first couple of games, and then he came in. Um, he came in in the last game, so that that would be another question. But again, when you're on this side of the fence, you know, there's a multitude of things that are going on. There's injury. There's all sorts of stuff going on that we're not privy to, and I'm sure it privately, Gareth Southgate can can back up his decisions that he's made. But again, they've they've silenced the critics, as you say, come top of the group, and um, and then they look forward to the last 16. So, um, end of the day. When you look back on the results of the World Cup, and you know it won't it won't say anything about um, England and who played them, who did what. It'll be about results. And at the moment, they're in the last sixteen and have topped the group, so the, the history makers um, don't really have a comeback on that. So, but I understand everyone's frustration and, and everybody's got an opinion, and that's the beauty of football. Everyone's got an opinion. So, again, um, I'm, I'm sure they'll go far. Um, as um, as I think they've got the quality to do that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, actually. I mean, this has been a World Cup of upsets, of course, but if everything goes according to plan, it'll be a quarter-final between France, the defending champions, and England. Um, if you if you had to sort of um, have a bob each way on that, which way would you be leaning? Uh, I, I think I think just after the result, I think I believe um, France have just um, have just lost. I think Tunisia before, so I mean, they'll certainly. I think they had a goal disallowed late on and stuff, but. Um, I think people have said it's been a, a World Cup of upsets, and I think I think what you've also got to remember: teams are a lot more um, well prepped now. Um, you know, the, the availability of, of being able to watch teams and 
the coaching the coaches are better now coaches are better organized you've got players who are playing in the i suppose um lesser lesser teams or lower ranked teams they've still got players that are playing in the top level so the game's changed completely now so you know back in sort of the 80s where you get these results of you know, I mean, there was the one seven nil, but there there was more games um, that were you know were big score lines. That those days are over now, and that's why you're now seeing a change where um, the sort of minnows are now able to. They're more organised. They've got players who are fit, so they've got more quality, and they're all playing in top levels all around the world now. So the standard has actually got even harder for the better teams, um, but which will only improve the World Cup and, and the spectacle, I suppose, for for those, those mere mortals who are fans. Yeah, indeed it will. Greeny, thanks very much for your time today, mate. Uh, enjoy a little bit of off-season. Hopefully you can uh, have some early nights and uh, some late mornings so you can catch some more World Cup action, mate, and uh, uh, enjoy it, and we'll catch up with you again soon, eh? Thank you, Ricardo. Appreciate it. Cheers. Oppo, featuring SuperVook, lightning quick smartphone charging tech. This is Phoenix Nation on SENZ. Yes, 3.25 here on SENZ. It is Phoenix Nation, thanks to Oppo. And uh, as a reminder, uh, if you want to play our Phoenix Oppo Fan Challenge, you get five questions on the Phoenix, get three right, you win a set of uh, W11 uh, Eco earbuds uh, worth around $70. And uh, we'd love to hook you up with those. So if you want to play that, text us now, double eight double three double eight double three, and uh, towards the end of the hour, we'll give you a call and get you on, give you an opportunity uh, to win that. And we'll have a go at winning that at least uh, because uh, the good people at Oppo have given us a few sets of those to give away. I uh, think uh, joining us now out of, uh, no, no, we've lost him again. Uh, we are hoping to catch up with Gareth Turnbull. Um, he is the uh, former... Football Ferns development coach and uh, was for a small, a short period of time the Football Ferns uh, coach as well, filling in. Uh, he is the number two at uh, Melbourne Victory and uh, they, of course, play the Phoenix this weekend. So hopefully we can get Gareth on the phone. He's having a few problems with the uh, with the number that we've been given for Australia. So we'll try him again and uh, hopefully we can get him through and uh, get him on with you. Of course, the Phoenix uh, women have started the season not particularly well. Um, two goals have scored but they've conceded eight and they've conceded those goals generally or the bulk of those goals late in the games uh, they've conceded them sort of from t- uh, with the last 20 minutes of the games they've gone into both uh, la- second halves of the second half if you like at one all against Western United and Melbourne City and ended up coming uh, out with a 4-1 loss at both occasions so uh, we will have to uh, see what Callum Holmes has got to say about that he is going to join us shortly He's struggling to track down uh, Gareth at this stage it is 3.27 here on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation. When we come back, Callum Holmes will join us. Japan got unlucky, I think. Costa Rica had just two touches in the Japanese penalty area for the whole game. And uh, they scored one of them uh, in Japan. Uh, they were all over them and just could not put the ball in the back of the net. So Germany should get up in that, paying $1.08. The other game is Japan versus Spain. Now, Spain are $1.36 favourites. Japan are paying eight fifty. The draw is four fifty. That's what I like in this one because uh, a draw gets both teams through, effectively. So that's all they need to do um, is draw, and uh, then that will uh, should see Japan through uh, for, by my calculation. So have a look at that one as a possibility. Then looking a little further forward, uh, we have Ghana-Uruguay on Saturday morning and South Korea-Portugal. 
currently the way it sits is that Portugal are top of that group. They are through and with uh, two wins from two games. Ghana in the box seat if they can uh, hold off Uruguay to join them, although Uruguay are the favourites there. And then the 8 o'clock games on Saturday morning, Cameroon, Brazil. Brazil the shortest of favourites at $1.33. Pretty tight, though, in the other games. Serbia at $2.50, Switzerland two seventy-five. A win for the Serbia sees them through a draw. We'll see Switzerland through to the next round. Uh, we've got uh, Michael on the phone. G'day, Michael. How are you? Good, Ricardo. That's the story, mate. Let's see if we can hook you up with some of these Oppo Enco uh, W11 headphones, mate. Uh, you just have to get three of these five questions right. Are you ready to give it a crack? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, mate. Uh, question number one is, which football fern plays for the Melbourne victory? Um, well, there's the injured one, Hannah Wilkinson. No, she's Melbourne City. Bunge, the girl bunged. Long run up and puts it in the net. We'll take that, Claudia Bunge, indeed. Well done, mate. Well done. Uh, question two for you. The Phoenix Reserves finished their season with a 4-2 win against who last weekend? Birkenhead. Long run up oh. and puts it in the net. Two from two. He's a dark horse. All right, well done. Uh, Michael, here you go. Question three. Former Phoenix striker... Nathan Burns played 24 times for the Socceroos. How many goals did he score in those 24 appearances? Oh, got me there. Um, well, they kept him in for 24 games, so he must have scored some. I'll go for nine. Saved by Rennie. Advantage, Phoenix. Tough question. They did play him as a wide forward a lot. He got three. He got three. So, oh, But you're still yeah. alive. You've, you're just going to get one of the next two right, and you win. Michael, uh, Phoenix and Ferns midfielder Betsy Hassett previously played for which English Women's Super League club? Um, somebody, wasn't one of the top, you know, it was more, I think it was more like a Brighton and Hove Albion or, um, or, um, can't quite, can't quite, it begins with B. <laughs> I'm not sure. Not sure. Saved not... by Rennie. Advantage, Phoenix. Yeah, Brighton Hove Albion's where Rebecca Stott played. Uh, but actually, oh, right. Betsy Hassett played at Manchester City. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah, but it was before they had all the money. Before they had all the money. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, so this one, this one for you to win those Enco uh, W11 headphones from Oppo, Michael. Former Phoenix midfielder Cameron Devlin is a current Socceroo. He's there at Qatar. Which Scottish Premier League club does he play for? Oh, I think it's in Murren. Saved mm. by Rennie. Advantage, Phoenix. No, unfortunately, no. Keanu Bacchus plays for St Murren. Yeah, it's Hearts. He plays for Hearts, mate. Michael, thanks for calling through. Unlucky, mate. Maybe we can give you another shot another time, eh? Good on you. All right, mate. Hey, um, Ricardo. Yeah? Um, the, um, an interesting statistic... Um, Australia, with its qualifying today, mm. Ernie Merrick said on the, um, on the on the telly the other night that um, they've got more teams playing in the Australia Cup, over 700 teams, than playing the FA Cup. Wow, that's a great stat. That is a great stat, yeah. Michael. Yeah, thank you yeah. for that, mate. Thanks for that stat. Um, one, one other quick, one other quick one. Yeah, sure. Um, America in 1994 in the Time magazine, 16 million players. And uh, of which three million were the women. So it's uh, quite a significant participate, but yeah, they haven't done well at the top, have they? No, they haven't, mate. Okay. Not quite. All right. Hey, Michael, thanks very much for calling through. Good hope.
Jez, there you go. Uh, your opportunity to, to play, take part in the Phoenix Fan Challenge. We'll have another one next week and another set of those Enco W11 headphones to give away. Thanks to Oppo. It is 23 away from four. Fook, lightning quick smartphone charging tech. This is Phoenix Nation on SENZ. 18 away from 4 o'clock here on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation, and joining us is a man that we know pretty well this side of the ditch, even though he's the other side these days. Uh, he was involved heavily with the Football Ferns for a long time, set up and uh, helped run the Football Ferns development program as well, and is now the number two at Melbourne Victory. Gareth Turnbull, g'day. How are you, mate? Ricardo, I'm well. Nice to chat. Hope, hopefully you're good as well. Yeah, mate. All good this end, mate. All good this end. How's things uh, How's things in Melbourne? How's, how's Claudia settling in, mate? Uh, she's uh, certainly um, come through the ranks and looks almost like a, a nailed-on starter for the football ferns these days. Yeah, look, we're really, really pleased with how Claude uh, has developed over the couple of years here. Um, obviously, a bit like the Phoenix ourselves, not... Uh, at the end of the table we we're accustomed to but you know we're working hard to, to put that right this weekend and, and Claudia is going to be a, a big part of that moving forward Yeah well I mean she, she she's played uh, some great football uh, with the Ferns in recent times and of course has developed with you guys as well uh, as you mentioned hasn't been the ideal start You've, you haven't scored a goal yet uh, lost your first two Phoenix are in a similar situation uh, they, they're still looking for their first points as well what have you made of what you've seen of the new new Wellington Phoenix women's team yeah, look, I, I think that you know they've probably been a little bit under underprepared and underdone in terms of their injuries. Um, you know, with not having Rolston and, and with Nesky, two of their, I'd imagine, key starters not available these first two rounds. They they'll be looking to get those girls back in uh, as soon as possible. Um, so we're not quite sure what, what to expect. We don't, you know, been following the uh, the media reports and the and the stuff stuff articles to see if they are involved. So mm. we're not quite sure what what Phoenix group will will come across the ditch, but. You know, what we do know is they're going to be competitive. They're going to press. Um, it's not going to be an easy game. Um, and potentially it'll be, be later on in the match where, where space is a little bit more of an option. Um, and maybe we can capitalise uh, a bit like the other two opposition, uh, the other two Melbourne teams have done over the last uh, two weeks. Yeah, well, that has been the thing. I mean, as a fan, you're sitting there watching it and um, having a look, uh, is that that last 20 minutes seems to be what's cost them. They've been won all both times going into that last 20 and, and then shipped goals. What do, you, what do you put that down to? Oh, you know, without being inside the inside the ranks. Um, you know, set pieces have, have undone them a little bit. So I know they've been, they would have been working on that, uh, which happens to be one of our strengths. So that's an opportunity for us, we believe. Um, but, you know, it's, it's early season for, for all teams. Uh, and Phoenix being a, still a relatively inexperienced group, uh, we're finding that with a fairly experienced group, we, we're still uh, naive at times, um, especially in the defending moments. And good, you know, there's some good players in this league. Um, and you give good players enough opportunities, you're going to get punished eventually. So, I think the Phoenix, you know, have been really competitive for, for large parts of both their matches. But you know, a little bit of uh, individual naivety um, and some poor decisions at times, um, you know, they've been punished for them. So, you know, so that that will come. That will come with experience. It will come with you no know, time together as a group. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm certainly picking them to pick up points regularly throughout the year, uh, just hopefully not on, on Sunday.
Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's always a tough one, mate. Um, because you know the other thing for you guys is that you've lost uh, your star striker, Catherine Zimmerman, in the US import um, broke her leg, so she's out for a while. Uh, unfortunate for her, so early in the season. Uh, as we mentioned, you haven't scored any goals yet this season. Um, are you confident that you can you can find a player that can play that role for you going forward for the season? Yeah, like Zim's Zim's been a really important cog for the last two years. Um, but you know we've also unfortunately been in a situation very similar over the last two seasons where we lost you know key players to ACLs in, in the first game. So you know this sort of uh, trauma and, and resilience, you know the group kind of uh, galvanises around. So um, you know despite not firing too many uh, attacking shots over the last two games, we've been really really happy with big parts of our own game. Um, but yeah, that, that final third is is where games are, are won and lost. So. For us, we, we will be bringing in an injury replacement. Uh, Zim had surgery yesterday um, to put a plate in there, so she's going to be out for the foreseeable future. But, you know, we've also been able to bring back in um, you know, Leah, Leah Privatelli, who was last year's standing captain. She was um, she hasn't played this season through her own injuries. So we're starting to bring a couple of our bigger guns back in as well. So hopefully um, we'll, we'll be a little bit more effective in that front third, uh, but we're certainly going to be bringing in uh, an overseas international for, to fill in uh, Zim's spot. However, they won't be available uh, in time for Sunday. It feels like uh, the the time now for the A-League women's, uh, the, the Liberty League is, is, is really, uh, with the spotlight on it, with the World Cup being here next year, here in Australia next year, uh, it's an opportunity for there's a lot of players who are coming home to maybe get game time and and get being you know and under the eyes of the coach. Um, do you think this is a stronger league this year than you saw last year? Um, yeah, I think in general, yes, it is. Um, I think some of the the top end sources from a Matilda's perspective, um, it, there's a few that are still scattered around the league. Now we're fortunate that we have two. Um, but I think the top-end overseas imports probably haven't uh, presented themselves this year compared to past years. So therefore, I think the, the middle, so to speak, has is, is become a lot more um, spread across the whole league. Um, the fact there's you know, a number of Kiwis, a, a number of different clubs is a great thing uh, for the football firms, and more, more can play in this league. Um, but I think the league, as a generalisation, you know, the spread from first to last is, is going to be a lot tighter this year than what we've potentially seen over the last couple. So, yeah, it bodes well for, for all all teams having you know competitive opportunities throughout every match this season. And I don't know if you got a, a chance to watch the uh, Ferns play Korea, um, or you know the games that they and they recently had games over in the states as well. Um, but it feels like you know some of the work that you did with the football Ferns development program is is starting to pay fruit. We're starting to see some very good, technically gifted young players come through. What have you made of uh, of that young wave of players that's coming through at the under sort of under seventeen, under twenty level? Yeah, I unfortunately wasn't able to watch the games. We weren't able to pick them up uh, over in Australia, but certainly followed them. I think, you know, as with as with most most things, you know, development takes time. Um, and there's been a bit of a shift over you know, probably the last seven or eight years around trying to create more technically capable players with the ball. And I think we're starting to see that slowly uh, present themselves in the women's game. I think even in the men's side of the game, um, that started to come through a little bit quicker. But the likes of Alyssa Wynnum, um, again, is, is not really broken in yet, but she's a very technical player that I think has a bright future. Um, but yeah, there's a big, big number of that Ferns group now that have come through you know, a couple of cycles of 17s and under 20s and, and accumulating a lot of international experience and exposure. So 
you know, they, they understand what it is to compete against, you know, international players from, from different nations. And you know, I think it'd be interesting to see how Yitka, you know, uses the, the senior existing ferns and, and kind of that new wave that are knocking on the door, so to speak, whether or not, you know, some of those can force their way into the World Cup squad or maybe it's, you know, the, sort of the cycle after that. But certainly, I think the um, the future of the football ferns in, in terms of the way they, they handle the ball and, and to be more of an attacking threat, um, hopefully that can be more of a, you know, a mainstay than, than potentially what we've seen, you know, you know, over the last you know, three or four years. Yeah, indeed. Good stuff, Gareth. Hey, thanks very much for your time, mate. Uh, go well and... Uh... I was going to say good luck this weekend, but I don't know if I can, I can quite bring myself to do it. But, mate, have a good season. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Yeah, cheers, Gareth. Thanks, mate. Go well. Gareth Turnbull there with us from the Melbourne Victory. It is 10 away from four on Phoenix Nation. Oppo, featuring SuperVook, lightning quick smartphone charging tech. This is Phoenix Nation on SENZ. It's five away from four o'clock here on Phoenix Nation on ECNZ. And joining us now from the Phoenix is Callum Holmes, the assistant of the Wellington Phoenix women's team. G'day, Callum. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Nice to speak to you again. Yeah, good to chat, mate. Good to chat. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have as much time as I'd have liked, but I, I did want to ask you particularly about uh, what the work on for you and Natalie has been with the team um, around the concession of late goals, because you've been playing pretty well, uh, you've been scoring goals, you've been holding good teams in Western and, and Melbourne City to around the 70-minute mark and then conceding. Where do you think that comes from and have you figured out how you can fix it yet? Yeah, I think it, it's it's a little bit different between the two games of sort of how we conceded the goals, um, which can be a good thing and, and a bad thing. At least it's not one one trend that we need to work on. Um, I think that the key thing for us has been when we do concede, we make sure that we don't concede again quickly. I think that's been the main the main issue for us. Not not particularly the time, just more of when we do concede. We in the last two games we've conceded again and then again, and at that point the game sort of becomes a little bit tougher to come back from. So I think it's just making sure that we're concentrated in those moments um, and making sure that after we do concede, we, we reset ourselves as a group, um, staff included, um, and get ready to go again so we can have an impact on the game um, over the last little 20 minutes like it was on the weekend or even sort of 30 minutes it was the, the week before against Melbourne City. Are you genuine, uh, generally pleased with how the team is playing and, and, and what you're putting out there? I think so. Yeah, we are. We we've played some really nice stuff. Um, we're we've played some really good football playing out from the back in, in both games. Um, we've had a couple of moments in the game where we thought we were on top um, for large periods. Um, I think it was sort of a bit longer maybe against Western United on the weekend than Melbourne City, but um, we're happy with what we're doing. And now we just need to be able to piece that together for 90 minutes. And I'm I'm pretty confident that um, as we, as we roll into the season, that will happen, and, and we'll get some points on the board. Well, you got uh, Melbourne victory. You got the you got the hat trick, didn't you? All three Melbourne teams' first three rounds. Uh, this time over in Melbourne this weekend, they've lost Catherine Zimmerman, their their star striker, as well, and they yet to score a goal this season. Have you had a chance to have a look at them and and how they go about things and how you guys might be able to counter that? Yeah, we have. We we looked at, at their last couple of games. We looked at some preseason games as well. Um, we've got a plan. We've got a game plan in place that hopefully we can execute. Um, for, for long periods of the game and, and score some goals against them. They've obviously got some very good players. Um, it's unfortunate for them that, that Zimmerman went down with the ankle. I think she had surgery earlier this week. But 
Um, they've also got some internationals coming back into their squad. So lots of threats for us to be aware of, but we're also pretty confident that, that our game plan's right. And if we execute that, then um, I think we have a, a big chance of getting three points away from home. Yeah, and, and how is the how is everybody fitness-wise? I, I know there were, uh, you know, we had a couple of players who started the season carrying Niggles, Page being one of them. Is, are you confident you're going to be able to take a fully fit squad over there? Uh, we'll be pretty close. We'll be pretty close. Um, we're still we're still sweating on a couple of others, um, making sure we get them back, and we have them for the entire season. I think the last thing we want to do is bring them back too early um, and make sort of have a pretty panic. Oh, we've lost the first two games. We have to bring these players back. We know that it's a long season, and we don't want them to break down halfway through. So it's a bit of a balancing act between making sure we get um, the players on the pitch that we think are going to help us get three points and making sure they're going to be ready for or available for the entire season. So we'll have a couple back this week, um, which we're looking forward to. Um, hopefully they'll add a little bit to the squad, um, which uh, hopefully then we can we can get points out of it. Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, mate. And how is Lily tracking? Yeah, she's doing okay. Um, she's progressing. She's on track. Um, she She's a pretty frustrated figure, I think. Um, anyone who might have seen or heard the game on the weekend, she's the, the team's loudest supporter when she's off the pitch. So... She's such a fantastic person, um, and we'd love to have her back on the pitch soon. But again, it's another one that we can't rush to make sure that she's ready um, to be back and we can we can be playing soon, have her back playing soon. Yeah, good stuff, Callum. Hey, listen, we've run out of time on Phoenix Nation, mate. Great chatting to you again. Hopefully we can do yeah, it awesome. a bit longer next time, mate. Go well, and best of luck uh, in Melbourne this weekend, eh? Sounds great. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon. Yeah, we'll do. There you go. That has been Phoenix Nation for another week. Thanks to Oppo. We'll be back again next Thursday from 3 o'clock. Up next, the run home from the golf club.